All right. Hello, everybody. It is Wednesday, February 9th, 2022. It is 1.07 p.m. And today we have a very special guest joining us today. I'm going to get them in the room first. Okay, there she is. All right. Hello. I would like, I would like to introduce. Oh, wait, hold on. Is there feedback? No, there's no feedback. Okay. Anyways, I would like to introduce our very lovely special guest for today, Sasha. Sasha Lee. Hello, hello. <laughs> so excited to be here. Yeah, thank you for being here. Of course, of course. I uh, I had to be on here with the famous Julia. I've been hearing such good feedback from your podcast, and it's going to be hard to follow you and Ben, but I'll sh certainly try my best. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, anyways, Sasha, I would like you to like introduce yourself a little bit to our podcast listeners. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, hi, everybody. My name is Sasha. Use she, her pronouns. Um, it is really great to be here. Um, I guess I can talk a little bit about my journey, journey, excuse me, here. Um, so I'm born and raised in Seattle. I uh, did spend some time in Southern California, but I made my way back to Seattle uh, to become a Husky. So go dogs. Um, I uh, got a, sort of acquainted with Common Power through Larcy, actually. Um, uh, a friend of mine had invited me to an event, a CP Next event that was being hosted, and um, we were having a icebreaker of sorts. And so I ended up sitting next to a very, very pregnant Larcy at the time. And so I sat down with her and we started chatting and um, she and I ended up developing this really great working relationship, but then also this really wonderful friendship at the same time. And so while working at the University of Washington as an academic advisor, um, she and I would get in touch with each other and just start brainstorming about really cool programs that sort of married this idea of youth sort of leadership development, but also, you know, civic literacy. And so then, right, thus was born Action Academy. And so she would check in with me and let me know how it was going. And oh, it was so exciting. And I was more than happy to send all the students that I knew and worked with over to Action Academy. So when I was making my transition out of UW and um, Larcy essentially offered me the opportunity to not only continue working on Action Academy, but also work with her to brainstorm so many other really cool programmatic ideas. I, I just had to jump at it. And so I've been with CP since July of last year. So um, not a full year quite yet, but um, feels like it because we've been doing such cool work and um, building and connecting in such a really wonderful community. Yeah. And Sasha, would you share with our viewers like what your role is at CP and what are some of your daily responsibilities? Oh, sure. Yeah. So um, my formal title is Senior Education Program Manager with CP Future. But um, as most folks know, I mean, CP is just this, you know, young and ambitious nonprofit. And so um, we are used to wearing many hats in this org. And so um, some days it's definitely doing program management. Other days it's more of a facilitator, teacher, educator. Um, but yeah, I feel like most of my days tend to look like Lots of lots of networking, just reaching out to people and talking and telling them about how cool Action Academy is and CP Future and then naturally more broadly Common Power and what we do and why we're excited and ambitious about it and how they should basically be excited too and join in on the train. Um, 
Then there's other days where it's mostly reading, um, very, very frustrating reading, of course, because, uh, you know, the news is kind of frustrating these days, but reading a lot of books and articles and sort of trying to keep my finger on the pulse of what's going on so that, you know, the curriculum that we do teach our Action Academy students, you know, is relevant, um, it's necessary, um, but then also it connects to them in a really personal and real way. I love that. That's so interesting. You have like a really good balance of like work responsibilities, you're reading, you're educating, and then you're also doing like program management. That's really cool. So, so what like brought you, I don't know, like what kind of experiences or background or values brought you to this work of like leadership, leadership development, like youth engagement, youth education, because you, you mentioned before that you were an advisor at UW. Um, mm -hmm. at, at the Law Society's Justice Department, right, at UW. Yes, yeah. totally. Shout out LSJ, graduated from the department, and then um, it was an absolute pleasure to work there for two years. So, yeah. Um, oh, my gosh, that's such a good question. Um, I would say that, I mean, I think it all really started when I was a student at Bellevue College. Look, shout out to Bellevue College, go Bulldogs. Like, I... <laughs> I mean, being a student there for the two years that I was was an incredible experience. Um, and actually, that's how I was first introduced to the pilgrimage and, you know, David Domke and just a plethora of other people. Um, but really working and, you know, going to school at Bellevue College really introduced me to the idea of like this beloved community and um, having this exposure to intergenerational and interracial groups and finding ways that we can all support one another and understanding that we all have blind spots as we navigate through um, this kind of community-based work and that that's okay and that, um, you know, you learn to sort of lean into that discomfort but then continue to grow from it. Um, so really, I think for for me, it was about like, okay, how can I continue to learn and be better on my end? Um, but then also, you know, what can I teach and share with others, right? And not coming from this sort of high place where I'm like putting myself on a pedestal, but rather like, how can we all co-teach in a way, right? So it's like that idea of iron sharpens iron. So really starting at Bellevue College, that's where it all began. And I was still very, very young at the time. Um, but then as I transitioned um, to UW, and then after UW, I spent a year in Germany under a fellowship. And it was there really that I was like, God, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about learning from each other, listening carefully, right? Um, you know, my grandmother always used to say, you know, you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. So it was, you know, it's important to listen twice as hard as you talk. And so that was the big thing. It was just listening and realizing that at the end of the day, we all just need resources. We all need people who will listen to us and uh, vice versa, us listening to others. And so um, I think young people tend to kind of fall like kind of right there in between that like community building and like, you know, talking and teaching others, but then also still needing to learn a lot in order to, um, you know, reach the goals that they're aiming for. So I think that's why working with young people is so exciting because there's always something new to learn, always something to teach. Um, and so I'm really, really grateful that I've been able to sort of marry these two things and be able to do this within an educational setting like UW, but also more informal settings like I did abroad and then now here with CP in a nonprofit. Oh, I love that. I love like I can like very clearly see like your trajectory and your journey through like 
Like, through education, through leadership development, leadership engagement. I love that. So, so you also mentioned briefly, you said your time at Bellevue College introduced you to like the pilgrimages, David Domkey, and maybe Common Purpose at the time. Can you talk to us a little bit more about that? Oh, sure. Um, this was way, way back in the ancient year of what, 2014, I think. And I, I just started at Bellevue College. Um, my major at the time was in like neuroscience, but I was like, I don't want to be stuck in a lab all day. I want to do something that involves people and justice. And so I ended up making this huge pivot and then sort of, it was sort of, uh, I guess, um, serendipitous there where it was like, I ended up meeting, you know, folks like Donkey and, um, other faculty members on Bellevue College's campus, but then students who were both at Bellevue and at UW. And, um, you know, there was this sort of ominous, curious thing called the pilgrimage. And so I was like, what is that? And so I, um, so I got involved in, I would say it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. You know, I just, I got to learn so much about history and I got a chance to really, again, develop this idea of like the beloved community and, understanding what especially intergenerational not even just interracial but you know working with folks who are like my mom's age and like my grandma's age and learning that we all still have so much to learn from one another and that we're all in this together to do this work um and so really yeah from there i've always had this sort of tie to like bellevue and then UW and then specific faculty members and so um and i mean that's i mean that's how i know mj also shout out to mj uh she and i met at bellevue college and we both went on the pilgrimage different years but um i think and not to speak for her but i know for me it was just one of those moments that made me you know value even more the relationship that like she and i had while working in student programs at bellevue and then obviously moving forward in all our professional endeavors so um at the time common purpose was not a thing, or at least it wasn't on my radar. Um, but when I sort of got to know Larcy a bit more and then I learned that David was a part of this, I was like, oh my gosh, like this, now everything's just kind of coming full circle. And so being in this work kind of just feels like riding a bike now. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool when things just like work out and like come full circle. So, so which pilgrimage did you go on and which year? I, I want to say 2015. I really, really want to say 2015. Um, yeah, that was that was a really great year. I mean, we were traveling all over too. It was Alabama, it was Georgia, but then we were also in like Tennessee and Arkansas. So, I mean, we saw Bill Street, you know, in Memphis, but then we also saw, you know, the high school that like the Little Rock Nine had attended, and then we were also in like. Um, I think it was um, actually we we're even in Mississippi. I think we are in Money, Mississippi, too. And um, I think this is the area that we were learning about, like Emma Till. And um, oh, my gosh, it was just I'm, I'm like remembering all of it now. And I'm like, oh, my God, that was <laughs> it was a very ambitious trip to like go across that many states on a bus in such a short amount of time, because I think it spanned about a week, maybe a week and some change. Um, but, yeah, it's it is really great to be back here. And I'm really looking forward to the staff trip that we have. Um, coming up actually really soon, just at the end of this month. Yeah. And so it'll be great to, yeah, revisit those places. Well, that's amazing. Oh my gosh. Sasha, you have such like a rich like history and like experiences under your belt. That's really awesome. Thank you. Because even for me, I only recently learned that you went on a pilgrimage because like David was saying in like one of our meetings, like, oh my God. And yeah, Sasha was there like six, six years ago. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I know I have to remind myself. I was like, is that math correct? I'm like, was it really six years ago? It feels like less, but also more at the same time, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And okay, let's let's hop back to current day. So where are you now? Like where are you working from right now, Sasha? Oh my gosh. Okay, so right now I am calling from slash working from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, so it's it's definitely a new environment for me. It's something that I've been adjusting to, especially coming from the Pacific Northwest. Um, but I'm loving it here because, I mean, there's still so much like voting history here in the state of Tennessee, like outside of Memphis, right? Um, and I'm really, really excited to like, you know, walk around the city and like, you know, start drawing like all of these sort of histories together and narratives. And I'm like, you know, the story doesn't, you know, stop and end right in Selma or doesn't stop and end in Atlanta. It really does spread like throughout the country, but I guess more specifically um, the southeast. So, um, yeah, it's definitely been an interesting experience. But I think through the lens of like my work um, and then, of course, voting rights, it's it's been really fascinating. Yeah, you know, Sasha, I just want to point out, I think you're saying so many quotable things. I know our podcast listeners like are like taking notes or like writing quotes. Um, that's amazing. So, <laughs> so what is it, what has it been like working remotely? Because I know like a lot of CP staff are based in Seattle. We have a lot of Seattle events. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, what's so funny. I meet so many people all the time that are like, oh, I'm an extrovert, you know, and I just I can't work from home. And I'm like, I love it. Like, I, I self-identify as an extrovert, but I love it. I mean, I was telling you actually right before we started recording, you know, I have a dog. And so it's like, you know, he gets me out the house a couple times a day. So, you know, I make sure to stretch my legs, but I can go to the kitchen and snack whenever. Um, and there's an right, you know, and there's enough meetings and um, you know, phone calls and things like this that I do throughout the day that I'm like, oh, yeah, like it's just it's keeping me busy, but it's also keeping me engaged and talking with folks. I mean, perhaps if I was looking at spreadsheets all day, it would probably be a different story. But um, I think working remotely has been awesome. And then also working with CP, one of the great benefits is that I get to fly back to Seattle a couple times a year. So, you know, that's why you always see me hitting you guys up. And I'm like, hey, I'm in town. Like, let's get coffee or let's get breakfast. So, those are the times like my little extrovertedness is like, oh, my gosh, great. OK, get out the house and go see people, go grab coffee, go see places. But yeah, otherwise, I kind of I kind of love it. I'm, I've become a little homebody. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. I well, I know I, re I love it when it's like, oh, my God, Sasha's in town. And then we, we all hang out. We all meet up. Um, oh, yeah. It's super fun. Yeah. But I miss you all the time. But I'm oh, Tennessee. Yeah. sounds beautiful. I know. I, I keep telling y'all, I'm like, come down and visit me. Like Chattanooga is just kind of like a hidden gem. It's it's a cute little place. It's a city that feels like a small town. Again, lots of like really great history here. But if you're not into history, there's also just some really great little like spots around here that um, can definitely keep you entertained. But um, yeah, I miss you guys all the time. Like definitely please come visit if it's ever within your capacity. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I totally want to visit. I've never been to Tennessee. Sounds super fun though. Oh my gosh, you would love it. I could totally show you around. I could play host. I could totally do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, thank you. Okay, so let's see. So Sasha, you work with CP Future Action Academy. What's going on with CP Future? Or also... For some podcast listeners who don't know what CP Future is, could you like define it and then give some updates? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Common Power as a whole, you know, we have some very ambitious goals. And one of them is 
you know, training and launching our next generation leaders. And these are basically our BIPOC Gen Z folks. And so, and so CP Future focuses right on those future leaders. And we have a lot of really great programming that's all about, I mean, really educating our students, right? But then, you know, from there, we make sure that students are mobilized in communities and in groups. Um, and then moving forward, you know, we, we launch them into the communities that they intend to serve. And so um, really this whole process kind of falls in line with uh, CP's idea of mindset, mojo, and then mobilize, right? Um, and so right now, some really exciting projects, naturally Action Academy. Also, sorry, those are the little pitter patters that we <laughs> use. That's, uh, <laughs> that's Oliver making his way in. Um, but so right now, Action Academy, right, which is our pillar program, we are holding info sessions for this month, but essentially we are planning to launch our let's see, 2022 cohort about late June. And we're so excited about this because we're going to be talking about, I mean, you know, what are the beginnings, right, of American democracy, citizenship, and identity? And we're going to, of course, have the incredible AJ and the incomparable Dr. Scott coming in and talking to us about voting rights history, right? Um, I mean, Dr. Scott's been telling me some really great ideas that she has planned. And so, I don't want to spoil anything, but maybe we'll bring it up at the next community meeting. Um, but, you know, and then moving forward, you know, we'll be talking, we'll have students who will get a chance to engage with a roundtable discussion and they get to meet a lot of grassroots organizers, you know, people, you know, young women and young men who look like them, right? Which is, I mean, so inspiring. And I think it's going to really hone in on the idea of next generation leadership. And then moving forward, we have some really great experts will be coming in and talking about, you know, myths and disinformation and how, you know, this can cause a lot of roadblocks with the kind of community organizing that they wish to do. And so how do they navigate this kind of terrain and keep themselves informed? So really, we're just running the gambit with all of this kind of content. And so um, we are looking to solidify things probably by early March. Um, and then we'll be launching into recruiting for not only our Action Academy participants, but then also our crew leads who kind of tend to be a really great mentor leaders. Um, and, you know, actually, Julia, you were a crew lead yourself. So we are uh, getting into that process of bringing in some new Julias and some new bins. And um, it's just it's going to be really great. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's so exciting. There's like so much like there that you guys are like educating people about researching thinking about that's really exciting that sounds like a really like broad yet specific curriculum it's really cool oh yeah no specifically yeah we are ready to launch these students but you know more broadly it's like okay what is exactly going to prepare them you know how can we make sure to touch on all the major pieces and then um, really hopefully this is the catalyst right and then moving forward you know they know what to do when they go into their communities and do the work that they Right. And Sasha, you said that we're holding info sessions right now. Where can people find like how to attend those info sessions? Oh, absolutely. All right. So two places for folks who are mostly familiar with Common Power, head to the Common Power website on our calendar under events. Um, you'll find that it's every Thursday from 530 to 630 p.m. Pacific. Um, and once you click on that little link, you should be able to find a Zoom link where you can register. Otherwise, if you want to take a gander, there's cpfuture.org. Check out our own specific website. And again, you can find it on our calendar. Awesome. Well, hopefully, like a bunch of our podcast listeners, if you are 
a college age diverse Gen Z person, you should definitely attend those info sessions. And if you're someone who knows a young diverse Gen Z person, then you should direct them our way. Yes, please. Oh my gosh. I mean, we're, like I said, we're a young, ambitious org. And so we are aiming between like 100, 150, maybe 200 um, Action Academy participants this year. We are, we know what is at stake this year. Um, and not even just this year, but all those years and elections and runoffs in between. Those are so important. And students knowing that, you know, their civic engagement doesn't just start and stop with elections, but really making this right a daily thing for them um, is just so important right now. And so absolutely, please share this out widely with anyone who would be interested. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I came from Ashton Academy. I came from CP Future and I have so much love. Sasha, for like all the work that you are doing, the work that Larcy been um, are doing in this space. And I, I know people are so excited about next gen leadership development. Like you guys are like a community favorite. So I'm excited okay. to see what else you guys will be doing. Oh, my gosh. Me, too. We are uh, we're looking forward to keeping everyone updated, too. OK, awesome. All right. I think that's it for today. Sasha, you have any last minute comments or anything you want to share with our podcast listeners? Um, well, I just want to say thank you, Julia, for being a wonderful and gracious host. And um, my gosh, really getting me to like think on like what my journey has been so far. I think it's always nice to remember where you came from, right? Because then it kind of reminds you of where you're going. But um, for anyone who's listening, oh my gosh, it is such a pleasure to be on the podcast. And any questions about CP Future Action Academy, do not hesitate to reach out. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Sasha, do you want to provide your email maybe? Ooh, yes. Hit me up at Sasha at CommonPower.org. <laughs> See, easy peasy, y'all. Easy peasy. <laughs>